0: Welcome back, everybody, to the newest episode of ThePenPodcast.com. I'm your host, Matt Harms, founder of Pen for Hire, where we offer premier ghostwriting and author coaching services. Also, the creators of The Pen Podcast, where we sit with authors, writers, writing industry professionals, subject matter experts, and all around interesting people. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by my friend, my client, and newly
1: published author, Tammy Cohen. How are you today, Tammy? Hey Matt, how are you? It's such a pleasure to be here, especially with you, because we work together and you help bring text messages to my sons alive. honor to be
0: here. I have been looking forward to this interview. In fact, for anyone listening who thinks I sound off, I was telling Tammy behind stage, I lost my voice this weekend. It is just coming back and I did not want to cancel um, because I, I know Tammy is super excited about this book. We're super excited about all of the uh, the amazing things she's doing to promote it um, and to really just help other people, which, which we'll get into. Um, so before I steal Tammy's thunder, Tammy, if you don't mind, if you can give her just a little background on yourself, who you are, like what you do for a living and then how you started this
1: writing journey. Sure, Matt. First of all, the voice is sexy, so don't worry about it. It sounds good. And second of all, how did I get onto this journey? Well, basically, I am, you know, I work as a brand messaging consultant. I had founded a women's business network and I started a podcast myself. And I was seeing that, you know, from other women that it's possible, it's never too late, it's possible to do anything. And I started really changing up my mindset when the pandemic happened, although it wasn't a blessing for the pandemic was no blessing. But it gave me the opportunity to rethink and restructure how I thought and how my life was going and everything I was learning. I was really immersed in coursework and all kinds of workshops and all kinds of really cool things and learning a lot. I wanted to share it with my sons. So I started texting them daily, and those texts basically were filled with just my feelings for them, love, inspiration, quotes, what I was learning, my journey, and I just shared so much. And when I told friends or colleagues what I was doing, they were like, wow, you should put it in a book. Mm -hmm. So I did, after compiling two years straight of messaging, and believe me, I'm still text messaging them, I went and I put it in a book. Call text messages to my sons, connecting deeply in a world of devices because we are all on devices.
0: I love that, and we're going to come back to that. I want to try to just because we know each other so well. I want to try to focus on some of the things I may not know, and then and then we're going to get into some of the things I think I know pretty well. But one thing I can say, having helped you with this project, is. There was definitely a big focus on personal development. So I'm just wondering, from your point of view, like all of the books you referenced, that is, a, and uh, you know, coaches, consultants that you learned from, has that always been such an important part of your life, or did that really pick up during the pandemic?
1: That really picked up during the pandemic. Before that, I was, you know, working for a large company. I was consulting to them, and I was traveling all the time. I didn't have really much time home to really focus on myself. The pandemic that whole experience of being shut in and business kind of coming to a grinding halt gave me the time to explore and you know look at myself more deeply um uh, look at some of the limiting beliefs I held because I wasn't very happy for many years and I just didn't really slow down I was raising kids I didn't really slow down to get into myself so personal development has played has played a huge part in my life if you would have told me three years ago that I was going to expand my business, find a women's business network that's now global, start a podcast and write a book, I would have told you you were crazy <laughs> because I wouldn't have seen it. But now I see it and I realize, you know, anybody could do any of it. It's just where your head's at and what you want to do.
0: I love it. Where did you find, and you might've even answered that question, just kind of giving your background, but where did you find the balance, right? Being a mom, being starting this networking group, the women beyond the table, working on the book project with us now promoting the book. Like I, I know it's very easy to have kind of like, I call it squirrel or rabbit syndrome. Like you're just going to chase the next best thing. And sometimes having extra time isn't always the best way to help find that balance.
1: Well, I guess it's a bit of like time management skills. I mean I'm a I'm kind of OCD when it comes to tasks, I, I have to get things done. Like if I'm a, if I have this task, do I want to do it? It's not always moving the needle forward. So I try to separate from busy work from actually what are my goals and and being purposeful about them. But when it comes to like text messaging, I mean and it came to writing, my whole my whole thing is you have to be consistent. You have to commit to doing it. So with the text messages, for me, it was five days a week. And I wanted, my goal was to do it in the morning, but if I didn't get it done in the morning, I made sure I got it done in the afternoon because I kind of broke it down to uh, how many hours are in a day, how many hours are in a week, how many are you sleeping, and how long does it take to file a text or a message or to write something. If you can allot that 10 minutes, 15 minutes out of all that time that's there, you can do it. You can be consistent. And anybody who wants to be a writer, I mean, I my advice is you have to devote the time to write it. You have to put the time into doing it or it's not going to happen. Even if you manifest the hell out of it, it's not going to happen. So text messages to my sons, my book is really, you know, after two years of texting them five days a week, I had a lot of material. I remember when I came to you, I was like, I have a lot of material already <laughs> written. I need help, but I I, like there's a lot of texts already there.
0: Anyone that's questioning, I swear, I did not pay her to say any of this. Tammy, I think you and I have had this conversation, but I get asked all the time, like what's the best way to be a writer? What's the best way to publish a book? And I always start with, you've just got to find the time. You've got to consistently schedule the time and show up. You are living proof that it doesn't matter how you do it. It could be 10 minutes a day,
1: just sending a text message. You generate a whole lot of content over time. Over time, yeah, if you're consistent over time, you do generate a lot of uh, content and, and 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 work. But you know what's really cool is I get a, I guess a lot of questions since I publish this book, and it's always interesting to me. And one of the questions is, well, what do you recommend like said, to get a book published? Like I'm not a seasoned author. I, this is my first book. But I would say, besides the commitment and a discipline to do the writing, you have to hire professionals. Because I don't care if you're planning to hybrid publish or self publish or even go the route of the traditional publishing which is a whole other ball game and it's not so it's not simple to get picked up by a traditional publisher there aren't that many they're all kind of you know one big entity anyway you want to put out the right you want to put out a professional piece of work you want to put out work that's credible you want to put out work that's grammatically correct you know you you really need to work with the professionals who have the editors who can go through your 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 work your content and make sure that it's grammatically correct make sure that there aren't spelling mistakes mistakes make sure that the formatting's done correctly there's so many parts there's so many moving parts for my book, you know, I have a lot of quotes in there that had to be attributed, that have to be cited. There's a lot of work that I share that's not mine, and I'm the first one to say, like, I didn't write this book. <laughs> this isn't my thought. I wanted to share this with my kids. I wanted my sons to see what I was learning. So everything had to be correct. I didn't have the bandwidth or the knowledge of how to do editing or any of that stuff. So really, I am like, you need to work with a professional company, and that's where Penfire, that's where you guys came in, um, and you also created a format that doesn't exist in books today. Um, and they're like, this was the easiest book I've ever met because, you know, yeah. actually I can read this really quickly and it's great and I love what I'm reading. So yeah, that whole format is just brand new. It's a brand new genre as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know what? I never
0: even thought about that, but I'm glad we had this on video. So there's a recorded record If someone tries to steal this down the road. We, we pioneered this together. And honestly, I think that was one of my favorite things about this project is that someone could sit down and just read one or two messages. They could read a whole chapter. They could bounce around from chapter to chapter and just kind of pick out from the categories what they needed to hear that day and not feel like they had to read 30 pages at a time or they'd be completely lost.
1: Exactly. It's just People, the, the review, the people are coming to me with, this has inspired me. This is amazing. And it, they, they're calling it text poetry, which really kind of flipped me out because that genre doesn't exist either. So the book has such a really easy to read format and the text messaging format is so different that people are really intrigued by it. And plus look, we have our emojis in there, not overdone with emojis. It's very consistent. And then one of the most favorite things about text message to my sons for me, besides the, you know, the 10 chapters and the categories that you can look at, whether it's Ooh, can I guess can I guess mindfulness or or leadership and focus or you know family and love, you can practice your messages. We have a space at the end to practice your message so that you can start writing messages yourself, which I love.
0: Oh, my guess would have been wrong. You know what I thought your favorite part of the book was gonna be?
1: What? That your sons wrote the forward. You know what? That's my second. Well, that's that's a big favorite part. You're right, my sons did write the forward. Um, but giving people the opportunity to express themselves and actually start them to write their own message, you know, Matt there's a lot going on in the world today. And it's been, it's been, it's a very troubling time. It's a very disturbing time. As a Jewish person, it's its a horrific time. And I realized that one of the ways we can combat hatred and, and, and indoctrination and lies and all these things that are going on and they're going on via our devices is to combat with messages of light, of love, gratitude. These things, higher frequency messages and if we share it with our loved ones with our kids they'll share it with other people share it with your friends and your community they'll share it and then you'll see more light in the world it's the only way i feel for these people who are so wrapped up in hatred and violence because i know that's the only messages they've ever been receiving or looking at uh for many many years and that's all they know but there is a better way and that's what i feel text messages to my son that's why i want people to start practicing and sending those messages. And yes, my son's support means a lot. It means everything to me. They were very involved with this project. Yeah, I, I
0: remember that much. Uh, well, I mean, I remember the whole thing, but I know that was kind of like, you were so excited when you said my sons agreed to do it. And I was like, why wouldn't they agree to do it? That's just a great way to like bond even further beyond just what? this movement you started.
1: Well, Matt, you know, you can't get your kids to do Things. I mean, especially my kids aren't exactly little. They're 30, 28, and 23 now. So, you know, the fact that they wanted to, the fact that these messages resonate, the fact that it means something to them. I think gives parents a really good feeling of, you know what, if this, if this worked for her, maybe I can reconnect with my kids. Maybe my kids will look at me differently instead of me sending messages that are reminders or commands or requests. I can start a different relationship. It's never too late. And I think that's what I learned. And that's what my kids felt. So I want to spread that, that news too.
0: You know, I, I will honestly say one thing I learned, even for myself, maybe not with my kids, my kids are a little younger and I'm still fighting getting them devices. But just in my general everyday life, your book is kind of inspiring because for me, you chose... Some parents would take the standpoint of, well, my kids don't call me or we don't speak on the phone, but you chose to meet them where they're at, right? They're in huh? their text messengers and you were going to connect, you had to kind of find a way to do it on their level. And I need to recognize sometimes in my own business and professional life, someone may want to have that phone call and I've got to be open to whatever I can meeting them where they're at.
1: Listen, communication is really interesting these days. Mm-hmm. I grew up in an era where there was no internet, there were no cell phones. I mean, we had a talk. And we, and that's what I'm a talker. I like to talk, you can tell that on this interview, you would know that about me. But today's, you know, it's just not that way. I mean, you go to a restaurant you see people sitting at a table and they're on their phone, they're not even, they're sitting right across from somebody they're not talking to them. So my kids, you know, they weren't gonna sit down and have a conversation. They're just not geared to that. And according to statistics, people are on their phone continuously. It's not 70% of the time like it was in 2017. It's completely changed since the pandemic. So we have to we have to reach out and use what we have. Like I said, devices are neither good nor evil. They're a device, they're a thing. You could use it to send love. You could use it to keep in touch with your kids and share with them. And I think you have to use what you have. You have to make it work. Because that's you have to reach them where they're at. Because if they're not reaching you where you're at, you're the grown-up, right? You're 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 doing this. So figure out how to reach them where they're at. Thank you for listening to the Penpodcast.com,
0: produced by Pen for Hire. One of the best things about independent publishing is that anyone can publish a book. But one of the worst things about independent publishing is that anyone can publish a book. Don't fall into the trap of trying to master the process on your own for the first time and think you can compete with authors who have already figured it all out. Let us help you put out the best possible book. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get your free consultation today. And now back to the interview. That is such a great point. I, I try to tell people all the time, like even now in writing, the AI conversation comes up like AI is evil. AI, just like text messaging and phones, just like guns and cars and anything else in the world, it's a tool. Cool. It's the user that chooses how it, what it's used for.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I'm just, I'm just amazed at how many thought leaders now there are on LinkedIn and AI is thought leader, but you know, you wouldn't know it all of a sudden. Everybody has the best writing and it's very thought leader like, but you know, I just um, think that whatever you do, you have to kind of also put yourself into it and be authentic. And there's many messages in the book and text message to my sons where I share with them, you know, that I'm being human, that I'm, I made mistakes. I've made mistakes with them. I've yelled or I've, I've treated them certain ways or said things that I wasn't in my right mind. I had my own issues going on and it was never their fault. It was never about them. And being open and being yourself, because everybody can spot that somebody's really not being themselves or when there's something lacking that, uh, that there are pieces that's in it. But when you share that, you know, with your kids, when, you sh- when you're open or vulnerable and vulnerable and be like a human with them, I think it makes them want to connect more closer to you. It makes them want to makes them wanna do that because they're seeing you and they realize you're human. And maybe there are you can start some to smooth those over some things because you know what? Our kids, we know from our origin stories, we know growing up, you're formed. Those images come in, those beliefs are formed. Those words come in at you when you're little and those beliefs are formed and they stay with you your whole life. It's never too late to rewire that, you know, for your kids or for yourself.
0: That is, that is such a great point. And most of us, you know, we're so busy as you mentioned earlier, as adults that we don't even think about the impact, what was said to us. We don't remember the words when we were kids. We don't remember the, maybe even the specific moments, but it did form something. And now we are subconsciously unconsciously doing the same with our kids. And yeah. when you realize that's happening,
1: you've taken the first step to try to correct it. Yeah. It's, and, and they, they know it like kids can spot, Bullshit, or I'm sorry for person Well, they, they can spot no. it. Like they, they, they're really gifted like that. So your kids, your friends, your community, whoever you want to put it out to.
0: One of my favorite things I have to say about this book is probably of all the clients that I have worked with, whether they already had a book idea in mind or they came to us to figure out what to write about, they always had, I don't want to call it an ulterior motive, but they had a very specific reason for why they were writing the book you didn't even realize you had, like, you didn't send these messages because you were going to make a book. You made the book because you had all these messages.
1: Yeah. Because people around me were like, you should put in a book. And I was just like, uh, okay. Like it was the furthest thing from my mind. I had no motive to write a book. And if I hadn't met you guys, I can tell you, I probably still wouldn't have written a book because it's, it's, it's a task. I mean, we spent about eight months and I wasn't all the time working on, on putting the book together, but there's just a lot of things you need to be aware of to put out a good, a good piece of uh, material, put out good work. And once I committed, you know, saying, okay, I'm going to do this, I wanted to put out good work. Now, I have a couple of friends who started doing it with their kids when they heard what I was doing. And they said to me, you know, it works. Like, I feel the conversations change with my child. I feel like there's a, a different relationship brewing. So once I heard that too, I said, wow, there's something here. I'm not saying every kid's going to be open to it. However, it doesn't matter. Like if a kid says, "I don't want you sending me these messages," you can still send them. I love you every day. And you know what? I can promise you, and I've said this to people. What's going to happen is one day they're going to look back and they're going to say the most important thing, and they have memories of you is that message every day that that you love them. Even if they don't want to hear it, even if they don't want to, they don't answer you. It's there. And you know what, when people know that they're loved, when they're looked at in that light, that they're so worthy that their parent really feels that way, they're bulletproof the whole day from anything that can go wrong, you're bulletproof.
0: And I think what's really important to add on to that is, you know, if you are a parent out there thinking this is a silver bullet for fixing your relationship with your kids, it's not, Um, you know, they're going to see right through it. You have to genuinely adopt the fact that you want to improve community, right? Communication that you want to get better not that you're just trying to say, well, I'm trying.
1: No, it's listen, for me, it's it's consistency, right? We just, we were speaking about that, writing consistently, like this is five days a week. You know, I committed five days a week. Once in a blue moon, I might not make it five days a week. But you have to keep sending the message. You have to keep going at it because here and there, it's like anything else. Listen, I can tell you, my husband's always like amazed. He goes, do you tell everybody you love them? Like, you know, but it's not real. Like, it's just something you say. But when I craft these messages, they know my heart's in it. It's not by rote or anything like that. You can tell the difference, you know between just just, sending love you emojis and you're writing something from the heart to them. You know, you're writing something of substance. There is a difference.
0: And as you talk about that consistency again, I actually just want to give you kudos because I didn't realize it until now. You actually held yourself accountable to that consistency because I remember in some of your messages, you would apologize to them for missing a day. So you didn't just glance over it. You acknowledged that, hey, I should have sent something yesterday, but I didn't, sorry.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, because right, if especially like they get into the habit, they might not say it. They get into the habit of where's the message? Where's my message? Did something wrong? Is mom okay? Yeah, like is everything right? And they and they might not. One of the funniest things is they would we get together. We have Friday night Shabbat dinner, and the kids will be like, you know, the message was really good. Uh, They're very long. Slide, everybody teased me like you send long messages because I'm writing, you know, I'm writing them something important, I'm sharing something, but they're always like, you know, oh, up it was really well written and it was a good message. So they always send back either emojis or I love you or great message. They answer, that's the point. They answer because the past they wouldn't answer, or they would just send me like three some kind of like uh, acronym that I had no idea what it meant, but you know what they never sent me i love you they never sent me heart like a, a love emoji they never said great message it was kind of like you know idk i don't know or na nah or yeah why? like that's not a communication that's not sending love so i realized you know i had to change the tone of my messages and that's what I, I try to do in text messages to my sons is show people just with tone and with different kind of way you can really make a difference and They're on their phones, so why not reach them in their language with love? Thank you for listening to ThePenPodcast.com,
0: produced by Pen for Hire. There's a saying, don't judge a book by its cover, but that was never meant to actually apply to books. Unfortunately, readers are naturally inclined to books with covers and titles that catch their attention. Don't let your masterpiece go on read because of a poorly designed cover. A great book cover doesn't have to break your budget either. Visit our website at www.penforhirenyc.com to get a free consultation today. And now back to the interview. Absolutely. And I want to jump back to something you said earlier because I realized I wrote it down and then we wound up um, down another avenue. But you mentioned tying in with that never planned on writing a book thing. Tell me a little bit how it felt because I know a lot of first-time authors really struggle with imposter syndrome, right? And I, I think you did a little like, is anyone going to want to read this? Is there any point of me putting this out there? So, what did it feel like for you, for someone who did not plan on writing this book, you gave into the pressure, and then you started getting the feedback you got? Like, what was that journey
1: like? That's such a good question, Matt. Oh my gosh, I remember when when we celebrated. Another thing about hiring, pen for hire and hiring professionals is they help you get the book up on Amazon, because that's a whole other thing. <laughs> it's please and this and that, and, uh, you know, and all these rules. But it's a great marketplace. Give me a shout out to Amazon. I was like kind of holding my breath and like, you know, we had to fix that. We also had the, the whole cover and the back cover designs. And I learned a lot about the, that process, too. So I was so in in the weeds, you know, and going through every step and just saying, oh, let this work, let this come up, let this happen, that I was, I didn't even get a chance to get excited. Once it published, I was very excited. And once I started sharing it and people started buying it, I was like, this is, this is happening. Um, And now I'm starting to, I'm getting more into the marketing and promoting side. But it was so thrilling when people started sending me pictures of them, you know, they would take a picture. They take their pet text messages to my son to take a picture, send it to me. They show me the order on Amazon. And then when people started, and I was just so proud. And then um, they started reading it and being like, wow, this is, this is amazing. I didn't even know you could write. And I was like, yeah, I know. I didn't know I could do it either. It's one of those. So it's been, it's been really exciting to have, people tell me how much they adore and love the book, how much how inspiring it is to them. It's amazing for my husband. English is his fourth language. I mean, he reads all books in in Hebrew. He reads novels and everything that are translated to Hebrew because it's much easier, and, or in French. And he's like, I read the book, it was amazing. I can't believe it's so great. I'm like, you read my book? I was like completely blown away. Um, and then people coming up to me and saying, "Oh, you should, you should go here. You should go there. You should try this." I had a book launch, and I spent the whole evening signing books, which was really exciting. Writing people messages in their books, and um, and in my restaurant, I have a restaurant on the Upper East Side of New York. Um, you have like this, the the the, floor, the tabletop on top of the bar is like the flyers, and people are like, "I want to buy that book. I want to see some positivity." So I'm. This is really exciting. People are reacting well to it. I haven't had one comment that hasn't been really positive. So that makes me very happy and excited.
0: And you probably said this before, but I just want to clarify for everyone, because I know you didn't, money was not your objective from publishing this book. You weren't looking to sell a million copies. You weren't looking to land a giant client. So with that said, what is the, if you could have anyone who reads this book walk away with one thing from it what would that one thing be that would just make you beyond happy?
1: Okay. I have to correct you. My goal is to sell more than a million bucks, a couple of millions. And I do want to. It wasn't when money. you started. So you've I evolved. Want, I want, yeah, that wasn't where I started from. But I, I was so worried about just making the book happen. Like I didn't know the process. I didn't know anything. I just was like, just trying to like one step at a time, not thinking any, I really wasn't thinking long-term, but now that I'm here, yeah, I wanted to get out there because I think more people need to have this kind of light and positivity and these high frequency messages, energy messages. Um, so that is the what I want people to get away from, get, get, take away from this is it is never too late to connect. People get are depressed for two reasons these days is mostly lack of connection and lack of purpose. Okay, so okay you want it, you want to connect, you want to get deeper with people. Find the purpose and send those messages. That's what you'll happen, and people will respond and they will respond warmly. I live in Manhattan, okay? When I walk down the street smiling, everybody smiles back. If I don't smile, nobody's smiling at me. Did you ever notice that? People want to, you give warmth out, people will respond with warmth. And they might, and even if they don't do it the first time, by the second or third time, they will. They will respond. It's just, you have to make the, Take the initiative. And I think text message to my sons, starting with something as simple as a text, and we do it all day long. We're texting all day long. Something positive, anybody can do. That's takeaway. You don't have to that. be extremely educated. You don't have to be anything. You just have to send something from your heart, something wonderful, something nice, something good.
0: With no intention of getting anything back in return.
1: No. No intention. Listen, they might not answer, but they will answer at some point. And you know what? Out of nowhere, one day they'll say to you, "I I I love getting those messages, or that meant some that means a lot to me, you know, or thank you, or something." I can tell you that when you're when when the kid when your kids, especially if you do it with your kids, they might not say anything to you because kids don't they don't they don't communicate the way an adult always would communicate. But it will mean a lot to them and they'll remember that about you. You know, when the because you have your memories. They'll remember they, that their mother or their father did this for them, that their mother, you know, remember the lunch, the, the messages in the lunchbox? It's, just, it's the same thing. They, you remember those things.
0: So I, I'm just going to say, I think you give adults too much credit because if all adults were as good at communicating as you just mentioned, we wouldn't have nearly as many problems in the world as we do.
1: Yeah, but it's never too late. It's never too late. You can you can like do it do a 360. Listen, like I said, it was I I think it's never too late to do anything. You just have to take the step forward. But you know, a lot of people that their their eyes are opening up. they wake. You know, you need to wake up a little bit. You need to kind of open your mind to it. But once you you like once you do, you can pretty much do anything. I think God created us all as limitless creators. We just have to know we are. It comes from within. Like there's no such a thing. And I know that's why I want this book out. I want text messages to my sons to go out because I want people to see it's not hard. <laughs> it's really not hard to do this. You don't need a PhD to send a good text out. Okay. It's not hard.
0: No pun intended, but taking a page out of your book and sharing things that you've learned, I kid you not, Tammy, um, this podcast is coming right after like my, my walk after lunch. And I always listen to an audio book. Uh, don't ask me how this even wound up in my library like it popped up one day and I was like, you know what I'll give it a shot it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's book be useful and I literally as I turned it off to get on this podcast he was talking about limitless how we are all limitless and it took how many oh my goodness for like 32 people over the nine years before Edmund Hillary scaled Everest died trying Twice as many people in the three years after, and don't quote me on these figures because, like, the you know, once I stop listening to something, I kind of don't get into what I'm doing. But as soon as he broke, as soon as he conquered Everest, all of a sudden, like within four months, four Swiss climbers did it, and then more, and then more, because it only takes that one person to show you that it's not impossible.
1: Right. And we all, we are built, we, we are really amazing. Everything is within us. We just, for some reason, people like look to the external. They look to the external for everything, but it's really that you have to go inside because, you know, you have it within you. You would design that way. You just don't realize that. That
0: That, that is an incredible way to tie for me, especially like now I'm going to reflect on that for the rest of the well, at least until my next call. With all that said, I I really appreciate you being here and sharing just a little bit more of this experience with me. Definitely giving the pen podcast audience some insight into why you did this um how you did it uh i mean you shared so many lessons with us i'm not even going to try to recap it we'll do it in the show notes uh but where can people obviously we mentioned amazon but outside of just buying the book on amazon how can people follow you on social
1: media find out more about any events you're doing yes yeah, sure why don't um, my my website is probably the best way to see what i'm doing and the events and all kinds of things that are going on uh, it's www.tissamtom.c is a cat tc tammy cohen Brand, B-R-A-N-D, consulting.com. I am a brand messaging consultant. So that is, that's what I do in my career. But um, yeah, you can see everything there and you can contact me and you can learn more about the book there as well, about text messages to my sons. On um, Instagram, I'm, I'm Tammy J. Cohen. And on LinkedIn, I'm Tammy Cohen. And I'm also on Facebook. But text messages to my sons also has its own link, its own uh, Instagram and Facebook accounts, so you can always DM text messages to my sons, or you can DM Tammy uh, J Cohn or Tammy Cohn on LinkedIn. So that's uh, that's the best way to go about reaching me.
0: Fantastic! Thank you so much. Um, so just to quickly recap for everyone listening at home. You've just spent this time with Matt Harms of The Pen Podcast and Tammy Cohen, author of Text Messages to My Sons. Please head over to social media, follow her, get the book if you're looking either to communicate with children, loved ones, anyone, or you just want some positivity in your life, some different ways of expressing yourself. Pick up the book. It really is an easy read. You don't need to read it cover to cover. You can read a message a day um, for, I don't know, probably the next half a year and walk away with some positivity to start your day. Um, if you have any questions about the book or getting in touch with Tammy, you can always reach out to us at the show, drop a message in the show notes, email me directly, Matt at penforhirenyc.com. We always appreciate when you support our guests and we'll catch you all on the next episode. Tammy, thank you again so much for
1: being here. Matt, it was an honor and a pleasure to be with you. And thank you for this conversation and for having me on this was and great. working with you is great.